Good morning, or afternoon, as the case may be. Um, I'm Nolan Bushnell, and I'm here with Dr. Leah Haynes, and we are kind of the the spokespersons for Exodexa, and we thought we'd talk a little bit about some of our plans for the new year, since we're kind of at the end part of December, and one of the things we're going to do next year is to have a physical location here in Los Angeles and perhaps expand it to other places if um, if we get the kinks worked out. But what it's going to be is kind of a mashup between a tutoring school, kind of like Mathmasium or, or Kumon, but more than that, it's going to be a existence proof of our gamified software. But more than that, yes, there's more. <laughs> uh, we are going to curate as much good educational software as we can and provide a safe place for kids to come and experience the best. And we will be able to observe them, see things that work, see the things that work with our software. And so it's going to be an existence proof and a laboratory to understand and to create the best learning environment in the world. And it may sound excessive, but that's kind of what I like. I like to reach for the goalposts. And uh, and Dr. Leah, who's much smarter than I am, will be able to maybe elucidate even more. Well, you know, this is a lot of what we talk about in the book about, you know, what we would do in a, in a physical, edu uh, physical location. Uh, to change the way we're educating kids. And I, I feel like there's a, a real opportunity uh, to sort of act as an after-school program initially and and then, you know, see how it could work as a, a full-day program for schools. But I think that the tutoring services are, are helpful for the time that the child is in front of the tutor but it's difficult for the parents because it's only an hour. They've got to get them there on time and be there to pick them up as soon as it's over. And I think what you're talking about, Nolan, feels a little bit more, uh, a, I would describe it to the kids as a sort of kids community center. Whereas I would right. describe it to the parent as a wonderful opportunity to have one-on-one -on -one tutoring in an environment where the kids want to be there and between their tutoring sessions, because an hour of straight tutoring for a lot of kids is just plain too much. They're, they're learning for the first 20 minutes of it maybe. And after that, they're just waiting for it to be over. So having well, them there. You know, that, actually fits, that actually fits with the technology, the, our understanding. Most kids under 16, um, under 18, have an attention span of about 20 minutes. So doing anything more than that is 
is not good for the kids and is probably counterproductive. Yeah, I think there's a real opportunity in in something like this to to try it out. The you know, if if the child needs an hour's worth of tutoring, they need to be there for three hours so they can have a twenty minute session every hour for those three hours, and the rest of the time they can be engaged in in other enriching projects and programs during the time that they're there. Um, and also uh, working with AI, helping students learn the proper ethical use of AI. Because that is a, a service that they will have for the rest of their lives. So helping them. And, and you know, and coding. Uh, you know, the, I think kids need to understand that we're in a technical age and and while it's fun playing games, can it be more fun to create games? I think so. I think that that art and creation and when you really look at coding and graphics, you know, on the computer, those are those are creative skills and uh and some kids are really good. I've been asked to uh, judge games that have been created by eight-year-olds that are fantastic, and uh, and I just think that uh, the ex excitement that they had in creating those was tremendous. My boys were very very proud of what they created early on, and. Uh, and when I say early on, I'm talking about first, second grade. And that, right. you know, and and of course, they didn't have Unity in those days, but they they could sure play with the Doomwad, which those of you who weren't there around, it was one of the first authoring programs for a game that they all loved. So there we go. You know, I think you also had a very natural ex, um, experiment of older students helping younger students, since you had eight children, that the older <laughs> ones, I, I'm sure the older ones were were there to help. I mean, I think with the, the, the Brent and, and Wyatt, if, if Wyatt was in trouble with something, he'd go to his big brother and have that, you know, th that experience of an older mentor. And I think in the... Uh, uh, program that you're proposing, the supercharger, th the opportunity to have older students helping the younger students is is uh, uh, an interesting uh, opportunity in that layout as well. Exactly, because what what age has for younger kids is respect. You know, a lot of, you know, because we all wanted to be as cool as the older kids because they were doing cooler things than we were. You know. And uh, and I think that um, that respect gives engagement. And, uh, you know, as long as the old, older kids aren't going off the rails a little bit, which we can monitor, right. have to be monitored in some ways. But I also, I think that one of the things that we can offer and we're planning to be open until 10.30 at night. And you say, well, you know, shouldn't kids be to bed? Maybe, but more than likely on the weekends, mom and dad might want to go out to dinner. And so this could be a interesting way to have engagement 
and babysitting at the same deal. And uh, and I think we can price it so that it's it's very accessible and good for ki- both parents and kids. Would you do you see it as having a minimum number of hours and maximum number of hours, or how would you see it operating? I think that's to be determined. I think we'll try to figure out, you know, pricing and duration and the proper thing. And I do know that if parents have a two or three kids, we have to give them a deal. You know, so if you drop off three kids, you you don't have to pay the full boat for all the kids. And right. and I think we'll have some fun figuring that out. And um, and I think that it'll be different for different communities. You know, some communities have more money. Some kid communities have less. And so. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some really interesting examples of that working these days, too. I think of the Every Table organization that has food outlets now all over the city and depending on the zip code for where that one is located the cost of the food is different so beverly hills pays a different amount than uh than inglewood yeah well i think that um i would um like to engage anyone who is watching this podcast to send us ideas that they have on this because what we, I love the invention process, and uh, I I know for sure that some of our ideas are going to be good, and some of our ideas are going to be bad, and figuring that out is part of the adventure. Well, and also having the Founders Circle helps us get a rounder view of all of these potentials and ideas because we're we're bringing together other people who believe that education needs help and, and right. you know different different people will bring different uh, ideas to the table and that's what makes things work well I know that since we've been looking at some of these things um, you know there's a program of, of biology and physiology in VR that is really wonderful and I think kids need to have access to that and uh, and I think that the stuff that we can discover and then bring to the community uh, is really really special there's a there's a company out of Utah that does language training called fluent worlds great stuff great stuff and um and i think that all of that can be wound into a package that is affordable and efficient and effective and and that's really what we're looking for so that's our screed for today and uh it's nolan and leah signing off thank you. you